Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. We're bringing you a special interview today for Fangirl Friday, and we have Kate Murphy with us. Hi, I'm Kate. So, Kate is... You're a scientist. In the, yes. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to say you're a scientist, because you've done more science than I have in the last five years. Uh, so, we became aware of you when you did the science project about women in Marvel Comics that you did for... Um, you did for I'm gonna look at my cheat sheet. This you did this for this special uh, for the Society for Science and the Public, sponsored by Intel. Yes, That's kind of amazing. Yeah, I did this for my my science fair project, which before it gets to sound really cool, is something that my school requires. So I always I always try to find something I like because science is science is fun, but science isn't the thing for me. I like books. I like history. I like, I like women's gender and sexuality studies, so I started looking at something I could do that would really hold my attention, because I've been doing science fair for five years now, this is my fifth year, and I always try to find something fun, and so I came up with this idea of taking something I really like, comic books, and looking at something I think is really interesting, the way women are shown in media, and seeing how I could work with those together. That's, I mean, just like the, the idea of, of you, like as a high school student wanting to do this is kind of amazing. I mean, obviously we here um, at Marvel and, and just in general and like female in the comic industry, this is a topic that's like on fire right now. And not only do you like decide you're going to do it, but you bring like your findings were the, the, the scientific way that you put together this report. I mean, it's kind of, it's just amazing. So why don't you talk a little bit about what, what your actual findings were? Absolutely. So what I did, first I created a rubric, which uh, I don't know if that's a word that everyone knows, but it's like a set of parameters in this case. Seven categories, each worth zero to five points, with set things that had to be met to get each score. And the higher the score, the better, the more equitably women are treated in this comic book. So I went and I looked at 788 comic books, <laughs> uh, 68 different titles over about 55 years, and I rated them all on this rubric, and then I found the average scores. And the average score out of 35 points that a comic book might have gotten in 1960 was 12.20. And again, the higher the score, the better. And in 2010 through 2014, that score had almost doubled. It went up to 22.50. So women, women in comic books are shown more equally, less stereotypically now than they have ever been in Marvel's past. I mean, obviously, we, we talk about how, how many more and more comics we have that have female titles or female lead in the group or female on the cover. Absolutely. And, you know, like, that's a lot of comic books. Mm -hmm. How did you sort of decide which books you were going to read? Or uh, I, was, I was very, very lucky. I live in northwestern Ohio, which, if you ever get out a map, most people don't realize it exists. It's probably the most rural you'll get on this side of the Mississippi. And, but very close to where I live is Bowling Green State University. And Bowling Green State University has the best popular culture library in the country and one of the best popular culture studies programs. And I, they were very, very kind. I contacted them about working with their books, and so they allowed me. They gave me visiting scholar status there. So every Sunday night from 5 in the evening till 9 at night, I would drive up to Bowling Green, which is an hour and a half from where I live, and I would meet with Alex Kalk. Alex Kalk was the head of their popular culture library. He was, he was working on his grad. He was a grad student working on his popular culture major, and he was very, very kind. He randomly pulled titles for me. I said, I need Marvel comic books from 1960s. And he said, okay. And then he came back with, like, this mass. And it was, like, everything from The Hulk, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, The Avengers, anything you could think of. But he also threw in titles that don't exist anymore, like The Ultimates from the 1970s. He gave me uh, Black when, back when Black Widow and uh, Daredevil teamed up. So I, She-Hulk, the, 
She-Hulk, every single possible separate title that you could think of. So I tried to get as big of a possible spread of comic books as possible. That's that's kind of amazing. I mean, I definitely have not handled comics that were made before <laughs> I was born. So for you to have the ability to access comics that, you know, we may not even have in our digital comics library yet mm. is pretty it's pretty epic. It was it was really really amazing. Like my mom my mom drove me up a lot of the time because when I was doing my project, I worked from October through January. So it was kind of snowy and disgusting out. Yeah, yeah. So she drove me up and I would turn to her as I was working and say, Mom, Mom, you don't understand, Mom. I just held the comic book when Gwen Stacy died, Mom. My car is worth, like, $6,000, Mom. That comic book is worth more than $18,000. Mom, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> well, well, that's pretty epic that the that the library, that the college would sort of recognize and, and offer to help you out. I it, mean. Was, it was amazing, and I give them so much credit. My project couldn't have happened without Bowling Green, without the Popular Culture Library there, without Alex, who was... The, the best librarian ever, most long-suffering young man I'd ever met, but he did a great job. <laughs> well, and I, so, like, for comics, in comics to science, like, I never really quite thought of doing that, <laughs> and your idea is, is sort of very ingenious, and you came out with, obviously, a positive. Yes, I was very, very pleased about that. And so, you you know, you displayed this this project, and you got you got some press, and how did it, how was it, you know, like, how did everyone like it at the fair? Ah, uh, that... That's the million-dollar question. So the way to get you work through science fair is there are several different levels you have to do. First, I did my high school fair, and the first hurdle there was getting my science teacher, who is a chemistry teacher, to approve this very vague social sciences project. And after I did that, I presented at my school fair, and I was I was very lucky. You can the, the higher the score again, the better. You could score anywhere from a zero to a forty, and on a when you do a science fair project, and thirty-six through forty is what's called a superior. You have to get between those two scores to move on. But at my high school, I was very lucky. I got a 40. I I got a couple of accolades there, but I was able to move on. And from my high school, I went to two different fairs then. Regionals, which is at one college and feeds into uh, ISEF, the international fair, and district, which goes is at a different college and feeds into the state fair. And while I was there, the, the regionals came first, and I presented there, and I didn't expect to do well at all. The the Where it's held is Archibald, Ohio which isn't a huge town, and it's at the Northwest State Community College, which is a very good community college in Northwestern Ohio. If you need a two-year degree, go there. It is excellent. (laughs) But the judges were a lot of VOAG teachers, vocational agriculture, uh, large engine design. We have one astrophysicist who comes back every year because he was from here and he likes to make small teenagers feel bad about their work. And doctors, sometimes doctors. Doctors are kind of iffy sometimes, so... I wasn't really sure how it would go over with this social science project, but I was very lucky there as well. I got a 40, which I wasn't expecting, and then from there I went into super judging. And super judging is one of the single most terrifying things you can think of. In super judging, you go into a room, and there are eight judges sitting about three feet above you, and they all sit there and they look at you silently, and you draw numbers. There are ten kids that go into super judging. You draw numbers, and you go in the order you draw. And the scariest thing is going first. That's horrible. I was lucky this year I went fourth. But you draw your number, and you, you don't get to have your board anymore. Every science fair project you present with a backboard, with a book, with all your data, so you're prepared. You can't have any of that. <laughs> you can make yourself a slideshow. So you make a slideshow, and you go up there, and you have eight minutes starting now. And you have eight minutes to talk about your project and explain everything to them when they can't see anything. And then after that, you have three minutes for questions. And they just sit there, and they watch you the whole time. <laughs> and in this case, I was... There were seven girls that made it into super judging. 
And six of those projects were, six of the total ten projects were either biological sciences or social sciences. And every single one of the judges was an older gentleman with a degree in engineering. <laughs> so it was, it was very intimidating. But you go and you, you, I presented, I talked about everything, answered their questions, and I sat down and I thought, I thought, you know what, I did pretty well this year. And I went into uh, awards, and they announced the ten who did super judging, and then they announced the top four. So you know who who are going who is going to internationals because they'll send two on to internationals and they'll send two alternates. And usually I thought, okay, cool, I'm going to go and be an alternate. Nope, I was one of two that got to go on to internationals, and the other young man was also from my high school, so it was kind of cool. And then after that, I went to districts, which is sort of the other end of the spectrum. Districts feeds into the state, and districts is at University of Toledo, which is a huge medical school if you're from Ohio. And it's again, it's a really good school if you are from the area and you want a medical degree. Go there; it's great. But you go, and most of the people that judge you are doctors. So I thought, you know, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to do pretty well here. And so I got judged. And you usually get judged twice. Once for a special award, and once for the actual score. So I got judged once, and I sat for a while talking to the girl next to me. And I got judged again, and I said, oh, cool, I'm done. No, <laughs> I got judged again. That's three times. And then the fourth judge came. And then the fifth. And then the sixth. And then the seventh. And as it turned out, I had presented my project to the entire University of Toledo psychology department by the time I'd finished that judging. But I didn't know that at the time. So I went into uh, awards. And I thought, you know, I, I, think I, I think I might have done pretty well. And I go and I sit there and they announced I got a 40, which was really, really excellent. And that meant I got to go on to state. And then they also announced that I won the psychology d- department award, which was also really cool. And then from there, I went to internationals. And the thing about internationals is internationals is a week long. So from like the the 10th through the 16th of May, I think, I was there in Pittsburgh, so I was very lucky. I could just drive presenting, and then I had to drive back at the end of the 16th to get to state, which was held on the 17th back in Columbus. So I went to internationals, and I presented my work. At internationals, you are judged a minimum of nine times. I was judged 11, or no, I was judged 14 total, excuse me. 14 times I was judged, and I thought, you know, I I think I did okay. And they, they don't give you your score in international, so I don't know how I scored. But I, was, I must have been up for something. I didn't win anything, but I had a great time, and I met a, a ton of kids. There were 1,700 people presenting at internationals this year, and I, I had a great time. I got to meet people from all over the world. I have a great friend now from Oman. Uh, Shema, if you ever hear this, hi, it's Kate. <laughs> but uh, Oman, I met uh, Palestine's representatives, who I give them so much credit. These girls were the sweetest young ladies you'd ever meet. And what they did, they took a bicycle gears, and they hooked it up to their school chairs with uh, a generator. And as kids wiggled, they could use that electricity that they gave off to power their school for the day. So instead of having an hour of electricity, they had five and a half. I met a young man from Israel who got bored one day, 16, he's he's a year younger than I am, got bored one day and built a satellite in his garage, as you do. And then he called the Russian space program and said, hello, would you like to send Israel's first rocket, or first satellite into space? And they did. And you can track it now. So if you ever want to, the first Israeli satellite was sent and built up and sent up by a 16-year-old. These were the kind of people that I met. And it was, it was truly, truly awesome. And then state, state, it was my fifth year going to state. And again, it was the day after. So I drove like four and a half hours to get from Pittsburgh to Columbus, which is four and a half hours from where I live. <laughs> but I, was, I went down to state and they, I got a five-year award, which was really cool. I didn't think they were going to give me anything for that. And then I presented, and I presented again. And normally you might present three times a state. And I presented six times there. And I was, I was very lucky. I got a 40, which was 
excellent and amazing. It's only happened to me once before at State. I was very excited. And then I got the Ohio Psychiatric Association's Award, which was really, really cool. And then I got uh, Best in Category for Behavioral Sciences, which was sort of amazing. <laughs> and then I got the Soleil Foundation's Award, which is for turning science fiction into science fact. And I, that was probably the coolest thing of all. That sounds, all of all of what you just said, first of all, she didn't stop, she just said that all. You clearly know how to present. <laughs> Thank you. You should be doing podcasts. <laughs> but that's amazing for, for you know, the, the amount of pressure that you have to be on every time you do that, and to be 17. <laughs> like, when I was 17, I certainly could not have done any of what you just did. And, and you know, like, I, I think it's sort of amazing to sort of, when I was in, um, Grade school, I did these these science projects. Oh, of and course, fairs. yeah. Um, and I'm from Detroit originally. Oh, okay. My grandma's from there. We are we are close state mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I remember having to put together a project in my eighth grade, and then I was able to um, actually put it to state, which was at <sighs> Coba Center at the time. Cool. And I remember being really excited, but also like really nervous, and it, it was just like an intense experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's all this all the adults putting pressure on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I give you props for you know. For, for you be, doing all this stuff, and obviously you're very well into the science world and all that, but what's really amazing, what you just said, is of, like, the ten kids who got super judged, mm-hmm. seven of them are women. Yep. That's mine. That, like, that it, that means so much. It was, it was really awesome, but it was also kind of a reality check. Like, Northwestern Ohio, it's beautiful. The people are usually super nice. I grew up there. I love it. I will always represent it, but it can also really kind of suck sometimes, not, not to put it too, too bluntly. But we, I walked in, and I had my mom with me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge dork. It used to be I had to kick her out of the room, but I always had to have my mom with me to some degree or another when I did something big and important. But I walked in, and she was with me, and I don't like super judging. I've done it four times now, and I just, I don't, it's not fun. It's scary. It, yeah, don't yeah. think that I took that well. But I walked in with my mom, and one of the girls, who actually ended up going as an alternate, she turns around and says, please tell me you're one of the judges, looking right at my mother. I, I can't. I'm here with my daughter. Could you stay in the room, please? Like, there are no other there are no other women in this room. There are us, and then there are them. And she gestures down at the, the eight judges, all with their engineering degrees, all who worked for GM, because that's where yep. you worked as an yep. engineer in Northwestern Ohio, sitting there waiting. And it was, it, it, it is, I, that was when I first stepped back and thought, this is not, this isn't okay. This is, this shouldn't have to happen. So there is there's a long way to go with women's representation in science in in com- even in comic books like not to, not to be terribly rude I've had great scores out of 35 I had comic books get 32s and 33s but the average score was still 22 we have we have a ways to go and we're working on it yeah, I definitely. I mean, I think that I hope you had the opportunity to meet Sana Onat, who does Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel uh, yeah. editor. I mean, uh, uh, Sana and Janine, who uh, moved out to LA and left us. But <laughs> I think th- that those two ladies are so influential and uh, were pivotal moments in sort of like, you know, Marvel and its awareness. And its ability to sort of put, I mean, obviously, even before Sana and Janine, like, Steve Wacker, who's now out with animation, mm-hmm. he was the one who was like, we're going to take Carol, and we're going to make her Captain Marvel. <sighs> and I think that, you know, we we always pride ourselves in being aware of, of what mm-hmm. the fans are saying. Oh, of course. Uh, and I think that, you know, just in, in comics and in science, I think that we are making, you know, leaps 
but obviously it's 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 very we have very far to go absolutely but i think more and more people are aware that the equality is mm-hmm. important and and that the fact that like there are almost more women going to college now yeah. than men mm-hmm. um and you know just pushing more women into science mm-hmm. and i think that you know your your class <laughs> uh, uh you know you'll you'll go to college next year right uh yes or your senior year now my senior year starts now so i'll be going okay. to college next fall so, you know, uh, we've got maybe four, eight years, depending if you go and get your master's. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? You know, okay. do you want to continue staying in, you know, science, or do you want to move to something else? This is when it gets interesting. I, as much as, science is really cool, and I haven't ruled out, like, nursing or midwifery or anything like that. But at the same time, my first love, my first passion has always been history. And recently, it, it's been a recent something, but it's very near and dear to my heart, is uh, feminism, women's studies. So I'm actually looking at a double major in uh, history, women's studies, and a minor in German. And that's, it sounds really random, but I had the, the best foreign language teacher throughout high school. Frau McPike, again, if you ever hear this, you were amazing. You taught me so much. I love German. Ich liebe dich auch. Well, that's, I mean, that is something I think that, you know, at, at 17, 18, deciding what you want to do for college, the, the the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in a good example. I went to school for photography. Oh, cool. Uh, both my parents were, uh, my father is a mathematician and my mother is a computer science major. All right. So I decided I was going to go into art. But along the way, I learned that a lot of the science and sort of math mm-hmm. thinking of my parents rubbed out of me, and now I'm I managed stuff. Okay. I very I still take pictures, mm-hmm. and I still you know, uh, as everyone can see at San Diego, I was running around taking pictures. But what I really like doing is managing content, and and I would never have known if I went to when I went to college for that. And I think that that is something where you're gonna go to college and you're gonna experience the world, oh, and course. you're gonna you know you're either gonna be a great historian mm-hmm. or you're gonna get into science or you'll I don't know. Next mm-hmm. you know you might be editing like a podcast that all these people <laughs> listen to. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, you know, I wish you the best of luck or whatever you do. <laughs> Thank you. You know, obviously keep us posted on if you decide to do another Absolutely. comic thing. It was it was such a huge honor. Marvel actually gave me your legal department, who doesn't I'm sure doesn't get nearly enough in the way of credit. They were awesome. They let me use your logo. They let me use Mar- the Marvel name. Oh, I didn't I, know that. That's, yeah. a, that's amazing. Uh, Greg Penn, I believe his name is. He sent me this super nice email, like, back in January saying, hi, thank you for contacting us. Yes, of course. And he gave me per- these permissions. And science here is very important not to step on other people's copyright. So without it, I really couldn't have done my project. So a huge thank you to Marvel Legal. I'm sure you don't get mentioned very often, but you all did really well by me. Wow, that's amazing. I will have to uh, thank them. <laughs> Uh, well, so you've read all these comics. Do you mm-hmm. sort of have a books that you're reading right now? Maybe you suggestions for those at oh, home? Oh, of course. Um, Never be scared to get into back issues. I read 50 years of back issues, but uh, my favorites right now, the, the latest Nightcrawler was actually part of what got me really back into into comics. He'd always Nightcrawler had always been my favorite character, and I was really excited to get to see him being a superhero again. Um, Captain Marvel is awesome. Ms. Marvel is excellent. Uh, She-Hulk, Storm, all really, really good. If you want to, go back. Uh, Young Avengers is excellent. Agreed. Uh, my favorite artist is Scotty Young. So uh, the old A-, A Babies versus X Babies, the newer, uh, the new uh, run of Giant Size Tiny Marvel. There it is. Sorry, uh, is really, really good. Um, I. It's been a long time since I found a comic I haven't liked. Think about what you like. Like uh, with all these these heavy women's and kind of fun titles I just listed off. I'm a huge Magneto fan. 
that's one of my my secret passions. So just find one you like. Don't be afraid to experiment. Go through different 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 genres, different ratings, different companies if you have to. Find what fits you. And if it's something weird and random, that's okay. I also I read Lovecraft horror comic books sometimes. I've got historical fiction ones that I really enjoy. So you don't have to stick to superheroes if you don't want to. But superheroes are awesome. Yeah, I, I think that the the comic community now, uh, comic and graphic novel is 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 everything and anything you want to read. You know, us, our competition, uh, all the indies out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that you know, um, obviously we're you know going to talk about Marvel more often than not. But some of the indie comics coming out lately uh, have been like superb. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things I'm looking at. If I if I keep building on my research, I've been looking a lot at looking at DC, at indie comics, and seeing how they stack up now that I have where where Marvel sits to see how other companies might work compared to that. I didn't say that very well. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, this has been amazing. Um, I don't think I have any more questions for you. You're enjoying New York City, obviously. Uh, this, is, this is awesome. Ten-hour drive, but it was certainly worth it. The city is beautiful. The people are interesting. <laughs> it's It's been a really great experience. <laughs> Well, you know, thanks for thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for um, having me. Of course. Uh, so this will be going live uh, for Fangirl Friday, which is an event we're doing with Barnes & Noble where they're celebrating girl comics. Uh, right. So we're really uh, – this sort of matched perfectly that you <laughs> yes. came in this week. Uh, do you have, like, a Twitter or somewhere that people can find you? Um, if you're really interested, I have a Tumblr, mary16th.tumblr.com. That's M-A-R-Y-S-1-6-T-H. I don't have a Twitter. I'm thinking of looking at getting one. It would probably be under Kate Murphy or something of the sort. I'll, I'd put a link on my Tumblr either way. Uh if you want to, please let me know. Yeah, if you guys have any questions about her report, um, we'll definitely put like a brief synopsis of what your um, science project was. Absolutely. If you want, I know you've got a copy of my abstract. You can post that, put that up if you want. Or Yeah, I might. I might just copy and paste that. I'm <laughs> trying to summarize. <laughs> so much science, but science is great. Yes. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Kate. Again, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs> okay, great. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.